Hello, it's Oblong Desk and uh, an occasional table with me, John Tyndall, and Noakes is over there. Hello, Noakes. Hello. Hi, John. Yes, we're back. Socially distanced. <laughs> of course, as always. And uh, it's time to get dancey again, isn't it, today? Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to it. Um, now, Dance Summer 94, a double disc frenzy. It is, yeah. And then we're just going to cover afterwards the best of 94, which is another double disc. We're getting a bit ahead of ourselves with that one because it came out right at the end of the year. But most of the tracks on it we'll be covering anyway in the future if we haven't already. So, yes. uh, so it's it's a couple that we're covering, but it's mainly summer 94. They'd gone back to double discs at this point after the uh, the brief period of single discs that we've already covered. And I always feel that we are, a now album is a double disc. That's that yeah. just... That just feels right somehow. It does. You know? Yeah, it does. Um, uh, is this one of the ones with the proper chunky two discs, or, or, or is it one of those ones with the silly insert? Uh, no, it's a thin one, so uh, the fat boxes have gone forever. So the, the last oh. Now Dance fat box was the best of 93 one, which we've uh, already reviewed, and from now on it's, uh, well, I don't know what you call them, jewel cases, I think they call them, don't they, the thinner ones. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's jewel cases all the way, I'm afraid. Mm, I mean, I suppose that makes it easier to store them, but... It's just it not right. It's not right somehow. No, no. And I guess less plastic, which is, you know, right on. Um, in fact, uh, the new Now 100 Hits collections, they've started using cardboard boxes quite a lot, the the ones that are coming out now. So uh, even more eco-friendly. But we didn't care about that back in 90... Well, well, we did, but we weren't perhaps so socially aware as we are now. Probably not, no. I mean, they'll be making things out of socks next or plant plants or something like that i don't know yes i expect so shall i uh, shall i give you the uh, the lowdown on now dance summer 94 then please do Okay, well, it was released on the 20th of June, 1994. So it was a bit of an early summer release, covering stuff from the first half of the year. Um, It did quite well in the charts, in the compilation chart. It was number one for two weeks. The cover says 40 sizzling dance hits. You see, sizzling for some, you see what they've done there. I do, I do, uh, Yes, and it's got a predominantly kind of orangey-yellow cover, again, summary, um, with multicoloured sunflower patterns in the background. So uh, a good job on the... uh, design i would say and um we've unfortunately got quite a few tracks that we're going to skip past aren't we straight away because we've already done them yeah well this is one of the things about your compilation albums and and, and falling into the trap of we've got now we've got hits and we've got now dance is that, that there's only so many songs to go around so yes the first six tracks on here we have already covered on previous desks they are in order track one dawn pen you don't love me no 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 uh, cj lewis's sweets for my sweet getaway by max hadaway with rock my heart m people's renaissance and tony debart singing the real thing um there we go that's the first six but then we're into something new for us all. And uh, in fact, I'll be honest, something new for me as well. Shall we have a listen to Blast featuring VDC and Crazy Man?
That's track seven on Now Dance Summer 94. Crazy Man, spelt C-R-A-Y-Z-Y. That really is crazy, isn't it? And that's by Blast, featuring VDC. Not sure what VDC stands for. There's a lot of rather unsavoury acronyms that would fit that. So uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll move on from that. Um, this was a pre-release track, so it wasn't out when the compilation album was prepped by Mr. Abram, because he did these as well as the main now CDs. Um, so not a, not a massive hit. Uh, he was taking a punt on this one, and he got to number 22. They had one more uh, top 40 single, just because it got to number 40. And uh, you wouldn't really know it, but this is Italian dance music. It's not in the Gianfranco Bortolotti Capella style um, of Italian dance music. It's a bit more, I don't know, a bit more kind of i want to say cultured but because i love the cheesy stuff but it, it's a little bit more on the glowworm side of things if you know what i mean it's a bit more vocal led isn't it than instrumental led it is and that's something i picked up on straight away was that really strong vocal um i think it's a, a very good one and the, and the piano like you say it is italo house but it's like somebody's sort of actually learned to play the piano rather than just walked in and like a toddler <laughs> yes. started started hitting the first three notes they thought of um overall then makes it really quite a nice track to listen to and uh, and possibly you know a little bit under the radar a little, a little bit worth checking out um i'd give it a kind of i don't know six seven out of ten um as a you know as a track to go back and have a listen to. So yeah, if you're into yeah. if you're into that kind of thing, I think it's probably worth going and uh, and having a listen to. Maybe the the double Y in crazy put people off. <laughs> Don't know. Possibly. I agree with you. I think it's it's it did fly under the radar a bit. Like I said, it it wasn't a massive hit. It probably deserved to be at least top twenty, maybe top ten, given what was around at the time. But uh, it, it it is perhaps not got the strongest chorus i don't think that that uh probably was in its favor but certainly yeah i i would say one to go and listen to a bit more of if you uh if you are into that yeah and and it does have a kind of a little bit more of a, a late 80s early 90s feel to some of it as well which which yeah. you know, so if you're yeah, if you're does. a fan of that that kind of early dance music then a good job uh, and links nicely into track eight glowworm carry me home which we've talked about yeah. already so uh Let's let's change the mood, shall we? Four, track nine is uh, Kim Mazel and Jocelyn Brown with no more tears. Brackets enough is enough. Brackets off. Nine on Now Dance Summer 94, Kim Mazel and Jocelyn Brown. No more tears, enough is enough. And uh, that's a real heavyweight team-up, isn't it? Now, I had to get that joke in. Uh, under under podcast and broadcasting rules, you have to make a, a really corny gag about them. Um, so there you go, consider that done. Uh, that was the uh, first of two hits for them together. We will be covering the other one later on in our journey through the compilations of 94, and that'll be a, an even bigger treat, I can assure you. Uh, this one was the first of them. It got to number 13. And, I mean, what can you say, really? It's It's patently ridiculous but also very entertaining i think 
Yeah, for me, it's it's trying a little too hard. I mean, the, I think what it is is the production on this is so over the top uh, that it kind of drowns out. That these are two fantastic singers, uh, particularly of this style of music, and it all seems like it's fighting each other. And to me, it, it kind of like if there is any sort of ridiculousness around it, then it wasn't intended. Uh, and mm. for me, yes, it's just all a bit, all a bit kind of like too many divas both in front of and behind the microphone. And I don't think the overall effect is is as good as it should be given the talent available. Okay, fair enough. Well, I don't think it's aged well um, that much, I, I, I do think. it. Uh, I think it was a lot more fun and amusing at the time than it is now. It does it does sound a bit on the dated side. Um, so, yeah, we'll agree to ever so slightly disagree on that one. The, the next three tracks we've covered, um, The Real Thing by Two Unlimited, Light My Fire, Clubhouse featuring Carl and Capella with Move On Baby. So we're going to hear a little snippet of track 13, which is is Omen 3 by Magic Affair. Trancing, trancing, bugging like a mother while you're dancing. Just in case I'm something to get with. Why? Because my ways are mystic. Oblong Desk's occasional table playing your track 13 on Now Dance Summer 94. That's Magic Affair with Omen 3, uh, which for me is a little bit of a Eurodance box ticking exercise here. You've got your threatening male rapper with his tenuous grasp of English. Check. High energy dance beat with Sin Strings. Check. And you've got the wailing slash whispering generic unnamed female vocal. Check. Uh, Pop it all together and, you know, you've got a a surefire hit, and it's not unpleasant at all. I think that's a fair summary. I mean, it was a URN favourite at the time, I think, but then we played anything Eurodance at the time and thought it was magnificent. So that in itself isn't a a particular achievement. Um, It was the first and biggest of three top 40 singles they had. Yes, they had three. Um, It peaked at number 17. They're only half European, actually. Um, Some of the people involved were British, apparently, uh, although the rest were German. Um, it's it is hard to believe it is so Eurodance this one, um, in in a kind of little Eurodance section going on here, um, that it, that it certainly doesn't sound in any way like the kind of stuff British house acts were putting out. I would say, but it's um yeah it's okay. Again, it's probably not dated as well as some of the others on this collection, but. I don't mind hearing it now and again. It's all right. No, and, and you've got to remember, we were, as a country, a lot more Euro-friendly at that point. Oh, so yeah. maybe some people had gone abroad and, and actually soaked up some culture rather than standing at the White Cliffs of Dover shaking their fists at it. Who can tell? <laughs> Obviously, Oblong Desk has no political views whatsoever. Of course not. Although it does. <laughs> right. Uh, D-Ream. And You're the Best Thing and Eternal's Just a Step from Heaven are tracks 14 and 15. We've talked about them. We haven't talked about track 16, though, and that is Because of You by Gabrielle. And every second of this that isn't the theme tune to Brushstrokes, which is still 
caveat, the finest thing Dexys Midnight Runners ever did. It's just a disappointment to me. Now, had Carl Howman wandered past Gabrielle and groped her bottom, it might have livened things up a bit. But, you know, different times, and he's probably not allowed to do that now. Well, he probably wasn't allowed to do that then. Um, I, I disagree with you on the Dexys Midnight Runners bit, but not on anything else you said. Um, it is so bland and anonymous, this song, that I had to triple check that we hadn't already covered it in one of our previous desks because I was convinced we had and I think I was confusing it with um, uh, what was the second one see I've forgotten that as well going nowhere yes, that's it that's um, which is which is appropriately titled actually because uh, that, that's what this one does it goes nowhere so yeah I, I had to make sure that we hadn't already covered it we haven't listener um, it got to number 24 this one back in February so um, given that there was plenty of more recent stuff to choose from I can only assume they were uh, running out of ideas for disc one at this point which uh, which brings us to track 17 which is Bitty McLean <laughs> um, and then oh dear track 18 SWV and anything I, I kind of want to like SWV as a sort of really early prototype destiny's child or something but they're just not and they're like the beef and onion crisps of r&b yeah no one would ever ever choose that out of a packet of crisps would they you'd never you know if you've got a multi-pack you're never going to go first choice beef and onion they're the ones that get left till last possibly possibly just ahead of prawn cocktail they're not as actively repulsive as that they, they just don't have anything about them uh, and and yes this anything yeah it could be anything it, it starts and then four minutes later it finishes and it's just them making a noise it's not a well, particularly awful noise but i'd far rather have cheese and onion well again um i don't i don't disagree with anything you said there except uh, for the thing that isn't related to the music i am a prawn cocktail crisp lover um, uh. there are some of us out there um but uh, yeah uh, with with regards to the music absolutely yes this seems to be a remix actually and most of these are single versions on here we we haven't mentioned this because by this stage in now dances uh, releases they were nearly always meant to be single versions um but uh, this one isn't it's a remix and i think it's by the same guy who made i'm so into you slightly more interesting um all star he's called which uh, which makes him sound like a bit of a big head but there you go um he did he didn't uh, work his magic on this one though this is no more interesting in this remix form than it is in the single form um a number 24 hit again a bit like gabrielle which i think is kind of appropriate because they're both as bad as each other really shall we talk about track 19 then well, if we must. Um, it's the <laughs> okay. end of disc... End of No, it's not quite the end of disc one. Not quite. Because there's a bizarre, a bizarre end to disc one with a massive number one hit. But, yeah. but in between that, before we get there, uh, Urban Cookie Collective's High on a Happy Vibe, which I just never really got on with at the time, particularly after you know, The Key to the Secret and uh, the follow-up hits to that, which I've temporarily gotten titles off. It's been a long Feels time. Feels like heaven. And That's sail the away. one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Those ones. Uh, and, and this one, to me, just in comparison, feels really cheesy. Um, the chorus is, is, is like it's been written by, at best, a reasonably competent GCSE student in music, I would say. 
Yeah, it's um, it's very much the law of diminishing returns here, isn't it? As you say, they'd had three hits by this point. This is the fourth. Only made number 31, so I think that's about you know par for the course, really. The only thing that means that I have a bit of a soft spot for this is that it's the only song I ever managed to properly beat match into something else. If you know what I'm talking about, it's where if you are a club DJ, you know, you match the beats up, so... Mixing from one song to another sounds seamless. You can I know either, what you mean, yes. yeah, yeah. You can either do that brilliantly, or you can't. You can't really learn it. You've either got the ear for it, and you can do it, or you can't. I can't. I, I God knows, I tried a lot. I managed to beat match this for all of about five seconds until it went slightly off beat into, I think it was Max and Getaway. It would have been something like that. Um, so, so I, I kind of have a fond memory of that. It's almost like a little, a little uh, magical musical child that I that I uh, gave to the world, and that and that's as far as it went in terms of my club DJing skills, as opposed to being a radio DJ. Well, I'm I'm pleased for you, mate. And of course, in those days, in our day, it was an actual skill because, of course, now yeah. you, yeah, you just press a, you, you, yeah, you yeah. press a button and, and a computer goes there. You go done. Like with so many things in life, uh, track twenty. We will finish up with a number one. It was dupe and dupe we've talked about that uh so let's park slightly, that disc yeah slightly oh, odd you, placing you, though no i was going to say it's slightly odd placing isn't it you you touched on this before very odd having it right at the end of disc one i, I do wonder if it's ashley's reward for sitting through some not particularly great tracks it's like uh, if you leave the cd run mind you you could just skip it couldn't you so that that's meaningless unless you got the vinyl on and then you might have to actually get up and physically change it or the cassette i don't even know if this one came out on vinyl it would have been on cassette definitely. maybe it was that friday afternoon ashley thing that we have discussed previously on desk where yeah, he leaves yeah. it to some fourteen-year-old uh, oik to do, <laughs> while he goes down the pub and just counts his millions and millions of pounds. Um, uh, and he got back and went, "What have you put that there for?" And then and then went, "Oh, no, never mind, never mind. It's been on a million other compilation albums anyway. I don't care anymore. I'm going home." <laughs> Right, let's get disc two into the Oblong Desk CD player and see what we've got on here. Oh, track one. It's one we've already looked at. Reel to Reel, featuring the Mad Stuntman. I like to move it. A fine way to start the second disc. And then into track two, which is this, Loveland, and let the music lift you up. That's track two on disc two of Now Dance Summer 94. It's Let the Music Lift You Up by Loveland. No credit for the vocalist here, and I think I know why. This is going to get confusing. Some formats featured Rachel McFarlane on vocals, and if you ever see this on compilations, it often does mention Rachel McFarlane. However, some formats of the single featured Darlene Lewis on vocal. So Ashley's thought, nuts to this this is going to get confusing i'll just put loveland on here either way whichever way you cut it um it's the biggest of loveland's six hits six most of which also featured rachel mcfarlane and uh, got a top spot of number 16 so it's a fairly big hit and um i 
think it stands up pretty well. It's another one of those euphoric diva type things, and um, it's it's in the top drawer of those style of songs, I would say. So, do we happen to know if this is Rachel or Darlene <laughs> on this no version? No idea. We have Sorry, no idea. Not a clue. Um, the version I listened to was uh, was Darlene Lewis, and I yeah. really really liked her vocal. It's really chunky and full on, and uh, yeah, this is a, a classy sassy. It's a proper dance track. And it still yeah, it sounds like a proper yeah. dance track. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely worth worth listening to. And it's got a feature of things that I think I now like about this sort of period of dance, which is as long as something mentions being lifted or raised or something like that high into the sky and is a bit euphoric, I think that's what makes me go, yeah, I like that. Because there's a couple of other tracks coming up later on on yes. disc two that do exactly the same thing, and I like both of them as well. i tell you what, track three is a bit of a, a big one, isn't it? Well, Bobby Brown. Well, yes, it is, but not yet. So um, two can play that game by Bobby Brown, as you say. Um, got two... Number 38, I believe, first time round. I haven't checked that fact. I think it's lodged in the back of my head, so I, I could be wrong. I've actually written down, check this, and forgot. So, uh, you know, that, that, that's the level of research that's gone on here. Um, but I'm pretty sure it was number 38 the first time round. It was certainly around there. Um, it's it's really odd that this took until the following year to become a big hit. Um, Bobby Brown's stock wasn't the highest at the time. The, the previous couple of singles he'd released had not done anything at all. His last um, big hit was uh, back in 92 with Humpin' Around and uh, the less said about that the better really because it's terrible um, this isn't terrible um, and yet it, it took a re-release supposedly a remix but I can't tell the difference between that version and the one that was a hit the year after at all and weird how time changes things because it's probably the most enduring track on this entire double disc set and it's certainly his most famous hit Um I am I wasn't really a fan of it, but I think that's more me than it. And I've certainly, you know, when you hear it now, you can you can understand just, you know, A, how much he had grown up since those early hits and matured as a performer, and B, how the actual song itself, which is produced really, really well, does deserve to um, to be as overplayed as it has. Yeah. I mean, it's it's perfectly fine. It is still played a lot on the radio. And the thing is, there's a lot of different radio stations that cover this. So you'll hear it on the oldest stations. You'll hear it on the kind of um, housewifey stations, for want of a long FM, for example, is our yeah. usual example. And, and you know, it, it covers loads of bases because it's not that dancey. So it turns up on general radio stations that wouldn't just play this kind of stuff. It is pretty much the only song on this compilation that you are going to hear on a regular basis on the radio, I think, as you said. Yeah, I think that's right, yeah. There, there's certainly not an awful lot else that has survived into classicdom. Um, certainly true of track four, although K-Class is what you're missing. It does have a bit of a main room banger feel to it. it, it it's not up there with Rhythm is a Mystery, uh, and it passed me by at the time. But, you know, I listened to it and, and went, do you know what, that's it's a good slice of uh, good slice of dance music. This, I'm I'm quite happy with it. 
Yeah, it's okay. Um, it's probably not their finest moment when you have got, as you say, Rhythm is a Mystery and also uh, Let Me Show You in the bank. But uh, yeah, it's all right. It was the final top 40 single, so it was their last uh, throw of the dice. Another number 24 hit. 24 is the magic number for this album, it would seem. Um, we'll, we'll return to that later, I think. But yeah, I haven't got much to say about it, really. It's it's perfectly fine. It's, um, it's worth a listen if you haven't heard it for a while, but uh, it's probably not in the top half of songs on this album it's probably somewhere in the middle absolutely track five is degrees of motion featuring bitty and shine on and track six atlantic oceans waterfall read my lips saturday night party from alex party track seven we've looked at all of those so into track eight and a real surprise for me given the kind of generic grief that we've given Judy Cheeks on previous desks. It's Reach is track eight. Now, actually, this is really, really, really good. Um, and, and again, it's like I was saying about uh, Loveland and Let the Music Lift You Up. That was Lift. This is Reach. And it's got that real kind of nice gospel anthem thing going on. I think she does a cracking job on this. Very little, very little to criticise it for. And it still sounds really quite good. Yeah, it's perfectly fine. I mean, when I look through the track listing, um, as is traditional on disc two of compilation albums, you do get some uh, slightly lesser heard songs, let's say. Stay tuned, listener. There's plenty of those to come. Um, But uh, this one probably doesn't deserve to be because it is a decent song. And, you know, when I look at some of these, I think, oh, can I remember how this goes in my head? And there's certainly a couple coming on later that I would struggle to remember. But I can remember the chorus of this, which says a lot because it's a while since I listened to it now Um, it's the biggest of her five top 40 hits which includes a remix of that song which was out again a bit later Uh, got to number 17 you'd think it might have gone a little bit higher perhaps you know there's stuff like this that was popping inside the top 10 Um, and this one didn't which is a bit of a shame because it is definitely the best thing she did no no question Mm -hmm. Uh, next one is Carleen Anderson track nine with Mama Said, uh, which is just bang average. Uh, she's got a good voice. This song, yeah, you know, is it, not is not brilliant. No, it's it's not a dance track, um, which is my main problem with it. It shouldn't be on here, and I don't know why it is. It only reached number twenty six, so it wasn't a massive hit. Um, it was, uh, I think not a new track at the time i think it was a at least a couple of months old so seems to be padding um because she was a virgin artist and perhaps they needed a few to pad out the uh the rest of the album um that's the only reason i can think it's here unless something else dropped through maybe that they wanted to include and they couldn't it's not exciting no track 10 however is and we're going to hear a bit of it now it's uh one i'm sure that you'll recognize Oblong Desk's occasional table we are reviewing Now Dance Summer 94. We've got to... Ooh, track 10 
on disc two now. You just heard Black Machine with How G, or Howie G, as Jez used to introduce it for reasons best known to himself. We talked about Jez before, haven't we? On Or have we not? I don't know if we have. One no. of the URN no. legends of our time. Hi, Jez, if you're listening. It's unlikely, but he might be. Um, anyhow, let's get back to the point. Uh, they are a French and Nigerian duo, apparently. So uh, there's something you don't find every day. Um, samples quite a lot of things. Uh, one of the key samples in there, including the How G bit, is uh, from Clubhouse's medley of I'm a Man and Yeke Yeke, which I own, but wasn't a top 40 hit. So it's really odd that they've sampled something that was a flop and yet they've turned it into um, a big hit song. I think this was quite an old song at the time, uh, although it's not said as such. I think this is a remix that got it into the chart. I've got a feeling it had been around for at least a couple of years. Um I really like it still. It's unusual. It's it's quite different from other stuff on here because it's got funk and soul influences in it. Um, only a number 17 hit again, like Judy Cheeks, which got to exactly the same position. You could argue should have been a bit higher. And yeah, and it is one of those ones. The sax sample is really, really iconic. And this second it comes on, and in fact, even just looking at the title, I was instantly, yeah, I remember that one. I know I'm going to enjoy this, popped it on and nodding my head to it and enjoying the uh, the sort of, as you say, that, that kind of the fact it's not British or American means that the samples do have a sort of naive quality to them and a simplicity that probably helps with it still being a quality hit. Um, I like the uh, I, I like the bit of, it's kind of like playground shouting, you get sack, 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 then, hoochie! at the end which is an american or? express which which i remember yes. people mysteriously questioning at the time i think i remember someone asked me is it american express or burger king express no they clearly say american express i don't know why they say that but they do they do uh, and if either of those companies actually no don't bother burger king i really don't like your <laughs> well, favorite we've, we've discussed this before haven't we i don't mind them but uh, you know we, we we've yet to see a single freebie out of this so uh, you know Live in hope. Probably doesn't matter. Yes. Uh, Right, yeah, good song, good song, enjoyed it. Uh, Grid, Swamp Thing is track 11. We've talked about that before and how much we love it. And then, track 12, clearly in a kind of... He's done this before as Ashley. He's thought, oh, Wild West, Deep South, all that sort of stuff. And he's, he's gone, right, okay, Harmonica Man, Bravado, that'll work next to the grid, won't it? Well, no, it doesn't, because it just highlights and throws into such sharp relief what a pile of poo this is into cheap and nasty cheap and horrible it? yeah 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 it's just it the only surprise really i'm not surprised he, he put it next to the grid the only surprise is that we don't get two cowboys as well to make it a three in a row i'm, I'm not sure how that didn't make this album i'm not a big fan of it as we've discussed before but you know it, it it's a surprise it's not on here for whatever reason um yeah well, we, so- we can give we can give a, a slight triple a because the next song does feature the word gone uh, well, yeah, all right. Know, which all has right, cowboy, yeah, maybe cowboy influences, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, this this was another pre-release track, so I guess Ashley was banking on it being a hit. Well, it was just it got to number thirty-seven, um, and that's frankly probably better than it deserved. It's just one of those anonymous dance producers playing around. Uh, whether he had or hadn't heard Swamp Thing at the time, I don't know, but it seems a bit of a coincidence if he hadn't. There was, as we discussed, uh, and with the two Cowboys as well, there was a movement going on, a brief, short-lived, thank God, 
movement of kind of like southern american cowboy type stuff yeah. and and it's never returned since and thank the lord for that shall we play track 13 then the aforementioned jx and son of a gun on Now Dance Summer 94's second disc that was JX and Son of a Gun so that was the first hit for Jake Williams the producer Jake Williams becomes JX you can kind of see how that would work Um, that reached number 13 and it's the original version it's another one that was released again in 95 um, but uh, for really mystifying reasons they missed out the brilliant drum beat bit when they remixed it and released it again and that's one of the best bits in the song so I don't know why Um, the sample by the way the the son of a gun sample uh is nothing to do with uh american western films it was actually sampled from an italian dance song uh called just wanna touch me by the brilliantly titled fiddle fatty featuring ronette you are a mine of information mate it's fantastic stuff Uh, but it just goes to show doesn't it what you can get away with and i counted them 13 different words and two different notes that's all there is in this (laughs) song Um, well no there's slightly more notes but yeah the 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 bulk of it is yeah so I, I was just thinking, I wish I could put a, a little effort into my lesson planning at school. I'd just go, yeah, 13 words, two PowerPoint <laughs> slides, off you go. It doesn't work like that. But, you know, it worked for them. And sometimes simplicity is best. Uh, it's, a, it's a quality song. It hasn't aged brilliantly. But at the time, it was insistent and had to be a hit and was. And, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it then. I'm maybe going off it a little bit now because, like with anything simple, you can get bored with it quite easily. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. I mean, I I was absolutely all over this at the time. I played it loads on URN. I really did hammer it to death. I don't like it as much as I do now, but on this album, in context, it is one of the better tracks. Yeah, yeah. Track 14 is um, it's something I literally never heard of, and a bold claim by Disco Anthem, the band. Uh, their track Scream. Hmm weird uh, you know but you, you know how they give mexican food chili ratings as they yeah. point to how how much how strong you think you want it they should do the same thing with dance tracks and how like off your face you need to be to enjoy them and this is very much a three happy smiley pill face track if you come at it stone cold sober it's just a noise well, the first thing I have to say is that um, the artist and title make a lot more sense if they were the other way round. Uh, Disco Anthem yes. by Scream would make more sense. I, I don't understand that. Um, and uh, it's a Dutch producer. Maybe they just got confused and just put the, you know, presumably you have to log these things somewhere and say, uh, when you get your record pressed, this is going to be this. And I do wonder if you put them the wrong way round. So let's give him a mention because it's the only one he's probably had for years. Lex Van Kurverden. That's who is behind this number 47 smash. Because um, that's why you haven't heard of it. It wasn't a top four hit and it's another Ashley pre-release punt which in this case went very badly wrong for all concerned 
let's play something that we do remember then. Track 15. It's Rocking For Myself by Motivate. It's Oblong Desk's occasional table, and John and I are discussing Now Dance Summer 94. We're on disc two. You just heard some of track 15, which is Motivate and Rockin' for Myself. It's time to pat myself on the back a little, which I can just about do, um, because I playlisted the original version of this song when it came out around a year earlier. Uh, back then, it was credited as Motivate featuring Angie Brown. The uh, vocal credit got lost uh, when it was remixed and reissued which is a bit naughty um the original version got to number 67 so i felt immensely vindicated when this came out again and was quite a big hit uh second time around it got to number 18 it is actually a remix you know we've talked about songs that were reissued and they're called remix and they're not really this does sound quite different to the original um i like both versions because this is motivate it's a bit bonkers and fast the original's a little bit slower and a bit more 92 sounding um they're both good songs, and uh, I still like this. I think it's a, a decent dance track. Yeah, they could always lob a decent dance track together. That's that's exactly the words that I wrote down, mate. Decent dance track. And um, the chorus is especially pleasing. I think it's got a real kind of character to it. And um, they did the uh, Gina G stuff later on, and uh, it's definitely in that ballpark, and there is nothing wrong with being in that particular ballpark. It's a, a very, very nice tune of its time, again, you wouldn't hear it being done in that way today, but yes, absolutely of the moment and, and a good song. Yes, agreed. And uh, I always have that mental picture, as I've said before, of Angie Brown stuffing boost bars down her cleavage, which uh, I can never, never remove when I hear her voice. But, uh, you know, that's all right. That's all right. It's at least an amusing image. Um, track 16, moving on swiftly. When You Made the Mountain by Opus 3, an attempt at a comeback by uh, Kirsty Hawkshaw and her well her dad effectively was Opus 3 Alan Hawkshaw lest we forget the man who did the Grange Hill theme tune um this comeback didn't work um this track stalled at number 71 and to be honest you can see why when you listen to it because it's got no particular redeeming features it's not horrible but it's not particularly great it's wafty uh, but ultimately unlike the earlier works um i mean a fine it's a fine day is a really really good song this just doesn't have any real hook to it uh, i wouldn't turn it off i didn't turn it off i listened to the whole thing but ultimately i can't actually remember other than it being pleasant much about it yeah i don't think i turned it off i think i listened to the whole thing um waiting for it to kind of burst into life and it just didn't really unfortunately it's a shame but there you go yeah, uh, I managed 10 seconds of track 17. Uh, <laughs> Fire Fire Island, there but for the grace of God. Uh, it j- just boring uh, and unpleasant, and I therefore switched it off. I, I don't want to hear from them ever again. Well, it, it, it was credited on the single, uh, but not here for some reason. I don't know if Ashley had something against female vocalists being credited at this point. Um, to Fire Island featuring Love Nelson don't think that was her real name, Love. I mean, I could be wrong. 
Uh, most people don't like it when you call them love, but I mean, if that's what she's called, then I suppose you don't have any option, do you really? Anyway, mm. uh, that got to number 32, that song, all the way back in March. So again, you do question its inclusion. It's trying to be anthemic, but it uh, doesn't succeed, sadly. Um, no. So on to track 18 then, and a bit like Carleen Anderson, only arguably even more so, you do question why this is here. Level 42 with all over you um it's not really a dance track again uh, i don't think it's a remix this i think it's the single version um they had three top 40 hits that year they had a bit of a comeback uh, this was the second one it got to number 26 so it wasn't a massive hit it's perfectly fine as most level 42 tracks are but it doesn't really sit right with everything around it uh yeah certainly doesn't fit but but there was a section maybe at the back end of disc one where it could have popped in and and been a bit more in keeping because i think particularly as we don't often get the chance to talk about level 42 i'm going to take the opportunity as they popped up here to say that they are just such a fantastic band and i didn't appreciate that at the time and i was wrong but they are super super brilliant in terms of like there's a real funk and a real edge to their stuff that you don't often hear in some of the kind of they get packed they get um pigeonholed as being sort of safe middle of the road and an old man music and there really is a lot of quality musicianship but and, and this track is no exception and yeah if if there is one thing missing from our lives i think it is a massive statue you know they're pulling down lots of statues yeah, yeah. what we need is a massive statue that is just mark king's massive thumb <laughs> just the thumb just the thumb <laughs> well okay yeah that might be a bit weird but but yeah i i agree i recently bought the um three disc essential level 42 that came out it's it, it's one of those that's a fiver in in most supermarkets because i didn't have many of their songs i had the big hits i had you know running in the family lessons lessons in love whatever but Actually, the thing that surprised me was the early stuff. I knew some of the early singles, but there's some of the ones that didn't get in the top 40 and some album tracks on there as well. And there's some really impressive stuff there. I mean, proper full-on funk music there, which is just amazing. And, um, you know, if you only know the big hits, uh, maybe go out, buy that uh, buy that Essential Collection. It's only a fiver, and it's a fiver well spent, I would say. Definitely, definitely. They are a band, I think, a little bit like Tears for Fears, that that don't get the the credit for the musicianship yes agreed and yeah some really really fantastic songs like you say on that album let's play a bit of the next one then having said <laughs> goodbye to level 42 possibly possibly forever on oblong desk that might be the only time um, we ever no i, I think oh no we, are we are we gonna I get have to hear a feeling we have another one of their 94 tracks to cover in the future oh good yeah. i shall look forward to that but meanwhile uh, let's play track 19 we're nearly there we're nearly done listener it's um Hold that sucker down, the OT Quartet. Track 
2019 on disc two of Now Dance Summer 94. You just heard a bit of it. It was Hold That Sucker Down by the OT Quartet. Uh, OT standing for Our Tribe or One Tribe. We've we've been through this before when we did some of the dance out. Mm. I'm not going into all that again. Um, another number 24 hit. I told you it was the magic number on this album. Uh, it was also a hit again the following year. Um, again in a slightly remix form, though you'd be hard pushed to notice. And this is Rollo doing his probably final trial run for Faithless on this track. I really like it. It's very anthemic. The vocal is uh, full on, I think is the phrase I would probably use. Um, you, you may have other ideas. And um, it, it does the job nicely. It's uh, it, If you like Faithless, you clearly are going to like stuff like this. Yeah, you can absolutely see it. It's, it's, got that, um, it's got that dance track element with a hint of Roman Catholic menace, like the church organist is, has gone to the dark side yes. and it's satanic. Um, I, I really like that kind of thing so absolutely box ticked well done and bring on Faithless let's do yeah, it yeah I mean the, the the 12 inch mix of that for good reason is called Builds Like a Skyscraper and it really does it is an awesome 12 inch version well worth a listen if you like that sort of thing final track on Now Dance Summer 94 is Awesome 3 and Don't Go um, well, 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 do actually. Uh, it's it's arrived a little late to the 1994 party, hasn't it? This one, and it seems like it's had. I, I, I started to look at them because I thought this sounds old. This sounds yeah, like it's it, it it's from 91 or two. And then I started to look at the remixes, and it's been remixed. I think about half a dozen times before it gets to this point, and then uh, like again and again and again afterwards, including like a 2018 version of it and a really nasty uk garage one which you should never Ooh, ever go near Ooh, I, I wasn't aware of the 2018 one i i was aware of all the many 90s ones but not not the mm. more recent one overall though it seems no matter what you do to this it, it you just can't lift it above kind of you know right standard yeah, I mean, you, you can tell it's got that kind of rave heritage, which it does, because the original from a, a couple of years or so earlier got to number 75, and it was all very ravey-davey stuff. This is a bit more house piano in, in tune with a lot of the other songs on this album and in 94 in general. Got to number 45, this version, so it's one of just two uh, non-hits on, on this collection. It was the 96 remix that finally got it into the top 40. I'm sure that sounded very 1996 we may even be covering it in the future i honestly can't remember if it turns up again but yeah they're like a dog dog with a bone with this one they just wouldn't let it go till it was a hit would they and then even when it was as you say they kept going on and it's it's really nothing special unfortunately no you wonder you wonder exactly how much they loved it it must have been like a, a special thing for them, you know. Or maybe it was like one of those eliza do little challenges uh, i bet you can't have a hit with this (laughs) yeah We'll bloody well try. There we go. That's now Dan. Summer 94 in the bag. But we are, as Noakes said at the top of the show, just going to scoot through a few tracks from the best of Now Dance 94, which came out at the end of the year, and just scoop up those extra ones. Yeah, it did. So um, it came out at the back end of November, did uh, the best of Now Dance 94. Um, It only got to number four in the compilation album chart for two weeks, and that was in January 95, so it took a while to to go up the chart. Obviously, people were spending their Christmas money on it, I guess. Um, Similar font and design to the summer album, but more blue, I suppose in line with 
with a kind of winter colour scheme. And instead of the sunflower, you get a 94 motif repeated on the front cover. And this time it's 40 massive dance hits. Um, obviously, I actually couldn't think of anything winter-related to, to put there instead of sizzling. Um, what, what could he have used? Frosty. Uh, Snowdrifting? No, that wouldn't work. Anyway, um, most of the tracks on here are stuff we've already covered or stuff we will be covering when we get to now 29, a bit further down the line, and possibly the hits albums as well. Um, So we have uh, six new tracks on here that we're just going to whiz through. Seven, if you count the new version of China Black Searching, which is on here. We mentioned before they put the wrong version on now 28. This is the actual proper version on this album, but I know you detested it, so we'll we'll leave that there. So a wise decision. (laughs) Yeah. So in order then, the stuff that we won't be talking about elsewhere, first one is, well, it's track 16 on disc one, all the way down to track 16, Blue Bamboo, with A, B, C and D. And that's kind of how they yes. sing it. There was a, there was a, a YouTube clip I watched of this, and there was like a sticker on the vinyl thing, which said, Summer Floor Filler, unquote, which put me in mind of Tile Grout. Yes. Well, I mean, it may well have been in Europe, but it was very much a winter song here. So um, it's also a longer version on this compilation. I don't know why. It's just a slightly extended version. This is Belgian producer. Hang on. Let's get this right. Johan Gielen. Uh, with his only hit, got to number 23, a pre-release track. So it wasn't even out when this uh, compilation album was released. So uh, a reasonably successful punt. It's another one I really loved at the time, um, but now I can't see why at all, in all honesty. Uh, and point of order, Ashley, uh, if you are releasing an album called The Best Of, should you be putting pre-release tracks on there? Just, oh, well. Just a minor point. That's a very good question. Considering there are some artists that have two tracks on here, which we'll we'll talk about shortly, um, yeah, you, you would say he could just have put another track by one of the artists who's already on here, perhaps. Anyhow, Indeed. anyhow, we we skip forward to disc two next for uh, "Living Joy and Dreamer," uh, track five on disc two. Um, a bit like Bobby Brown, only not quite in the same sense this was a slightly bigger hit than bobby brown first time round but you'll know it from the second release in 95 first version got to number 18 and again um supposedly different from the version that was uh, a big hit in 95 i can't tell much difference maybe there's a little no. bit of difference here and there yeah but but not enough to uh, uh, who knows who knows why these things happen it's always a surprise to me and i don't think it happens so much these days where the A&R is so bad that you don't get it promoted and you, and people aren't aware of it. it just wouldn't happen nowadays i don't think no. um if you're going to have a big hit then then the people who are publicizing it make damn sure it's a big hit first time round well i again i'm blowing my own trumpet here probably even more so than for the uh, motivate chat that we had where i talked about playlisting stuff because uh, i i wasn't in charge of the urm music at this stage when it came out i don't think um but uh, i remember hammering it to death when this came out and i remember saying this is going to be a huge hit and then it got to number 18 and i was like hmm that's a bit strange so i think when it came out again i think that was absolutely the right decision to release it again um i bought it second time around but that's a story for future times we'll we'll park that for when we talk about that again later shall we Yes, instead, let's... Uh, oh, the silly one. Let's oh, have a look at one, the silly yeah. one. The silly one. Sister Bliss uh, with Colette. And uh, can't get a man, can't get a job. 
And you have to say it like that because there's no yeah. spaces in between the words. Don't uh, she the doesn't know. She, she, uh, well, yes. Do you want to do the brackets? Life's a bitch. Thanks. Um, yes, she certainly goes for it on this. It's incredibly silly. I'm scared. And um, yes, I, I, I think there's reasons why she can't get a man and can't get a job. And it's something to do with that ridiculous pink poodle thing that she carried around with her. Oh, yes, I remember that. Yeah, even having not seen any of the videos for ages. I mean, it's it's another one from the Faithless stable because Sister Bliss did uh, decent work with, with Rollo from uh, Faithless. In fact, I think they had a single together later on. Sister Bliss in total had four top 40 hits. This one was the joint biggest and it got to number 31 which tells you about how much people remember anything by Sister Bliss. The only reason I remember this is because Nick, who we're mentioning again, hi Nick, um, absolutely loved it and used to play it all the time but uh, yeah it, it's just it's just daft really, that's all you can say about it. It is, it, it's not it's not offensively daft, it knows what it's doing, it's very aware of how silly it is and whilst it's not my cup of tea, it certainly was for some people. Let's let's uh, talk about Barbara Tucker then. Yeah, uh, who, yeah. Well, do you know, I'm going to disagree with you here because, again, like the reach and like the high-in-the-sky stuff, lifted, uh, I think she does a good job on this. I enjoyed it. Um, I'd always found her stuff a little bit bland, and this one's no exception, really. Um, it's incorrectly called on the compilation, I Can Get Lifted, which which sounds just odd. I, it's almost like conversational, isn't it? It's not like a, a title mm. of a dance song. It's like, I can get lifted, brackets, if I phone someone up and get a JCB round, close brackets. Um, it's called I Get Lifted. Um, there was uh, maybe the 14-year-old work experience kid had been at this one again uh yeah it's called yeah. i get lifted uh, it, it does exactly what it says on the tin really you can tell what it's going to be from the title from the proper title anyway only number 33 this another pre-release track so again you could argue why is it here but uh yeah it's all right i can't really rave about it to be honest oh, unlike oh, i enjoyed it more than you oh, okay. but then as i say I, I am into my anthemic anthems is there any other kind? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Max. Max. Yes, Max. They're back. Actually, they're, they're on this album twice. We did say there's some artists with uh, who double up on here, and Max are one of them. No more. I can't stand it. Now, I was convinced this had been on an hour album somewhere else, but nope, it missed out on the main range. This is their second of three top 40 singles. It got to number eight, so it's a very big hit. I prefer this to Getaway. I think this is better i think it's aged a bit better and it's got a bit more to it yeah i don't mind it at all but i would say that i prefer getaway okay so there fair. we go something for everyone Difference but yeah very very similar kind of style and yeah a, a kind of obvious second hit you'd hear it and you'd go i know who that is yeah, you can. And um it it's it's quite fast. I mean as as these Eurodance songs go, it's on the faster side. Mm. Uh, yeah. which I think I always liked for some reason. Um yes. no, which which was nothing to do with drugs, just to emphasize that. I was I I was never under the influence of anything other than uh pizza from where would it have been? Where did we used to get pizza? Oh, from? oh, there's a question. The man who said pesky. Yeah, I know the one. I can't remember what they were called. 
Somebody will tell us. Somebody will fill us in on that one. Anyway, my mind's gone blank. Yeah. Anyway, on the off chance, Domino's pizza are nice, aren't they? Let's um, let's let's uh, let's play some this, isn't it? It doesn't get us anywhere. We still try. Um, Right, uh, track sixteen is the last new one, sort of, because it's Shoop by Salt and Pepper, supposedly a remix. And again, we come back to this. Um, You know, often when songs were re-released because they didn't do well enough the first time, you'd be hard pushed to find the differences in the two. I can't really tell this is a remix, but it did do better second time, got to number 13. So, you know, yeah. I can see why it's here, even though I'm not a massive fan of Shoop by Salt and Pepper in any way. Ah, where, whereas I am. And as you know, I think we've discussed this before. I'm, I am a bigger Salt and Pepper fan than you. I like their vibe. I like their attitude. And I like the cleverness in the lyrics of their songs. Um, I think if they were blokes singing in this way, they'd be pilloried. But they're not. Oh, yeah. They're standing up. For, they're standing up for the hashtag Me Too generation decades before it was cool. So well done, Salt and Pepper. Yeah, uh, fair enough. I mean, it's for me, it's very much a middling one. I don't. Um, there's stuff by them I'd gladly never listen to again. Like let's talk about sex and stuff like that. It just doesn't do anything for me. But the, the stuff I like tends to be the earlier stuff with Salt and Pepper. But uh, yeah, yeah. Sheep, sheep is all right. It's um, it's okay. So that's that's yes. all the that's all the new stuff. Um, but as we've proved, if you you know, if you're desperate to buy that compilation uh, cheap on your um, second-hand music site of choice or in a charity shop or whatever, then if you've got lots of other Now albums and compilations from 94, you're not going to get much value for your money, even if you buy it cheap. On the other hand, if you have liked either of these charms, there are some nuggets on there, and we probably need to pick our favourite nuggets at yeah, this we point do, don't before we, we disappear oh. off. I have, and I'm really surprised by this, I have a very clear favourite and a very clear winner this time round that I really, really loved and didn't expect to, and that is Judy Cheeks. Ooh. My goodness, no! I would not have. I would not in a million years have, have uh, had that down as your favourite. So uh, interesting, yeah. I'm I'm really torn because there's lots of stuff I like on here, but as I've already said previously, um, a lot of stuff I don't like as much as I did at the time. So whereas I would have been crazy for, and I'm sticking to the summer one. I'm I'm kind of ignoring the best of one yeah. because I think you know it's not worth picking anything off there. Um, yeah, I, I really liked JX. I really liked Motivate at the time, Black Machine as well. But the one that's really surprised me in terms of, because um, I played it on my uh, radio show. I don't plug this enough. Switchback on Switch Radio every Sunday between 5 and 7. Classic chart show done properly. Um, I played this a while ago on my show and I really, really liked it. And I thought maybe this is a, an aberration. Maybe it's just, you know bringing back some weird memory and I'm just liking it more than I should so it was part of my research for this I listened to it again and I thought no do you know what that is a really good dance track that deserved to do better than it did so I'm going to go for Blast uh, featuring VDC and Crazy Man rather strangely that's going to be my pick so we've both gone for left field suggestions then I think that's a a fine thing for us to do (sighs) kick back and go we are alternative and we're fantastic for it uh, but yeah, yeah, this is what it's all about, isn't it? This is what Oblong Desk is all about. We're finding some new hidden gems and revisiting some old friends. And we shall do that again when we return next time. Uh, but meanwhile, if you have enjoyed this and would like to get in touch with us about it, then you need to do that at our website, which is oblongdesk.podbean.com. You can also contact us on social media at the Oblong Desk. We've got Facebook and Twitter. 
but none of the other ones. Somebody asked me the other day, why aren't you on Instagram? And I just looked at them and shrugged because <laughs> I don't understand. So if you're one of those kids who's down with the kids uh, and on Instagram, then you'll just have to wait a, bit, a while while I figure out exactly how and why to do that well the only thing we could do with instagram is put uh, album covers i guess that we're reviewing that's that's the only thing that it would be worthwhile doing but then you know there's this thing called search engines on the internet if you're really desperate to see them then you know be be our guest toddle off and uh, and type it in and you'll find it no doubt uh, so yes, yes exactly. um, so contact us on the sensible platforms and uh, give us some uh, food for thought and uh, in the meantime we'll we'll go off and prepare the next one we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon <laughs> This edition of Oblong Desk's Occasional Table was brought to you by Noakes and John Tyndall with additional music by John. Like, subscribe and follow our podcast at oblongdesk.podbean.com. <laughs>